Greetings, this is Jeff Riddle. I'm the pastor of Christ Reformed Baptist Church in Louisa, Virginia. And this is going to be an audio version of a book review that I have written. The book that we're going to be talking about is this one. It was uh, put together, edited by John P. Thackway, and it's titled Valiant for the Truth, subtitled The Collected Writings of Bishop D.A. Thompson, former editor of the Bible League Quarterly. This was published by Bible League Trust in 2020, and it's a pretty hefty book. It's 352 pages in length. This is a nice hardback. I actually got this uh, book as a gift from uh, John Thackway over a year ago, and I had been reading through the book, uh, found a lot of the devotional material uh, very helpful, and also given my interest in uh, the text and translation of Scripture. There are a lot of articles in here that were very helpful uh, in that regard, too. And there's a, a picture of Bishop Thompson on uh, the cover. And so I'm happy to be able to review this book. I did uh, write a review of it, and I'm going to submit this to a journal. But sometimes it can take six months, a year, sometimes when you submit a review before it actually shows up in the journal. That's if they accept it. And uh, I just uh, was excited about this book and wanted to share it with folk uh, before it, the, the print version came out. And so I thought I would do a video about it. You know, a lot of times I'm doing book reviews uh, and I'm critiquing a perspective that I'm not in agreement with or I'm disagreeing with some of the major points of the book. But it's really pleasant and nice to be able to do a review that is wholly positive. And so I have a lot of positive things to say about this book uh, just to sort of uh, show my cards at the beginning. And uh, I would commend this book. Uh, to you uh, if you're interested in particular on issues related to text and translation. But if you're just looking for a good devotional book, I think this book is uh, would be very helpful and about someone that is probably lesser known uh, now in the 21st century, uh, Bishop Thompson. So let me go ahead and I'm just going to read through my review and I may, may expand and, and add some thoughts along the way. It's not a really long review, just a couple pages. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the review of the book, Valiant for the Truth, the Collected Writings of Bishop D.A. Thompson. D.A., that stands for Donald Argyle Thompson, who lived from 1896 to 1983, was an Anglican churchman, a former bishop in the Free Church of England, uh, which was an evangel, which is an evangelical offshoot from the mainline Church of England, and a staunch traditional Protestant. From 1961 to 1970, he served as editor of the Bible League Quarterly, a publication of the Bible League Trust, which is a parachurch ministry formed in the United Kingdom in 1892 devoted to defense of the inspiration, infallibility, and sufficiency of Scripture. This book is a collection of Thompson's writings, primarily drawn from articles that he contributed to the Bible League Quarterly. And these articles have been selected and edited by John P. Thackway, who is the magazine's current editor and pastor of Emmanuel Evangelical Church in Salisbury, England. 
The book begins with a brief life of Bishop Thompson, which provides a valuable overview of his life, and also the 20th century context of ecclesiastical compromise and decline in which Bishop Thompson pursued a faithful and fruitful ministry. And so uh, this little brief biography is only a few pages long. Uh, right at the, the, the start of the book, I found to be very helpful. Uh, the book then goes on to provide 26 articles from Thompson's pen, divided into four chapters or four units, we might call them. Chapter one is devoted to biblical and devotional subjects. That's pages one through 131. Chapter two focuses on issues related to Bible translation, pages 132 to 236. Chapter three addresses textual matters, and that's found on pages 237 to 322. And then the fourth chapter is the, is the briefest. It consists of several short book reviews written by Bishop Thompson. The opening chapter, with articles related to biblical and devotional topics, reveals an author of deep conviction and sincere Christian piety. Various topics are addressed, including divine grace, the sovereignty of God, the Lord's Day, the doctrine of the atonement, and uh, various aspects of Christian living. There are salient warnings, for example, in one article uh, coming from the 20th century about the danger of overconsumption of media with the author exhorting, quote, we have to watch and see that the radio and television are not on all the time, end quote, and, quote, there is a great deal of harm in many things which come from the media, end quote, page 45. One wonders what the bishop would say today about developments like the internet, social media, and artificial intelligence. When I was reading that part of his article, I thought about uh, the 20th century media analyst, uh, Neil Postman, and his salient criticisms of television in the 20th century, particularly in his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death. And Thompson has a, a similar type of critique, but like I said, it's interesting both for Postman and Thompson. What would they say now uh, in the 21st century about uh, the digital revolution? There are also, uh, within this first chapter on these devotional writings, there are some Puritan-like warnings uh, from Bishop Thompson, for example, in the chapter on the cross, uh, where he warns against the so-called material cross, quote, as a decoration sign and as jewelry, end quote, instead of focus on the preaching of the doctrine of the cross. And you can see page 60 for that. And again, it's uh, something maybe we don't hear about as much today, but he uh, has a critique of using what he calls the material cross as a decoration in a, on a church building or in, as jewelry um, and how that might um, undermine uh, the preaching of the cross, which ought to be central. Uh, the article that may stand out above the others in chapter one or unit one is titled The Believer at and After Death. And it's, this is found on pages 62 to 91. Thompson here addresses 
various issues related to the biblical and Christian understanding of death and life beyond death, which uh, seem to be rarely touched upon in the modern era. He makes, for example, a rather extensive case for believers experiencing a mutual recognition and reunion in the glorified state, noting, quote, so the first great joy of heaven is to be with Christ and to see and be like him, and then to be reunited to loved ones gone before, end quote, page 68. In addition, in this article, he also affirms a or offers a firm Protestant denunciation of the invocation of the saints, prayers for the dead, and even he even has an interesting critique of tombstone inscriptions like R.I.P., Requiescat in Pachem, Rest in Peace, as uh, he puts it, inconsistent with the glorious truths of the gospel. See page 79. On a positive side in that article, he makes a strong biblical argument for what he calls a heavenly ministry that awaits departed saints. Given the mission and the purpose of the Bible League quarterly, that it, it is about defending the inspiration and authority and sufficiency and infallibility of scripture, one will not be surprised to find the bulk of the articles in this collection are contained within chapters two and three which have to do with issues related to the translation of the scriptures and to the text of scripture. In the articles in chapter two, which is about translation of scripture, Thompson proves himself to be a well-informed and winsome guide to the history, not only to the Bible's transmission, but also to its translation. He also proves to be a passionate advocate for traditional Protestant bibliology. In an article describing what he terms the downgrade in modern English translations of the Bible, Thompson offers an insightful review and analysis of the so-called Convocation of Canterbury that met from 1870 to 1881, which produced both Westcott and Hort's landmark modern Greek New Testament, as well as the English Revised Version. You can see the discussion of that convocation at Canterbury on pages 174 to 181. In a related article tracing Christological changes introduced in modern translations, Thompson surveys the influence of Arianism and Unitarianism, as well as rationalism and what he calls German neology on pages 188 to 215. With regard to the text of Scripture in chapter 3, Thompson's writings show themselves no less accomplished in mastery of information and sobriety in judgment. He defends the so-called Hebrew Textus Receptus over against corrections from the Septuagint or Samaritan versions, see page 244. He defends the classic Protestant view not only of the inspiration of Scripture but also of the singular care and providence of God in its preservation. See the article found on pages 263 to 278. One of the most engaging articles is an extended and persuasive defense of the authenticity of the traditional ending of the Gospel of Mark, that is Mark 16 verses 9 through 20, 
That's found on pages 279 to 312. Thompson is an ardent advocate for what he calls the Reformation text, declaring more than 50 years ago in the 20th century, some of the same perspectives that are heard today among contemporary advocates of confessional bibliology, so-called. He writes, for example, quote, by the middle of the fourth century, the traditional text was prominent and shortly afterwards predominant. It held on its way without serious challenge in the East until in the 16th century, it issued from the printing press and later was called the Textus Receptus and the Reformation text. From, from it, all Protestant versions of Europe, including our authorized version, were made. That's the end of the quote, page 317. It was this so-called Reformation text that Thompson was defending in his day. It was this Reformation text that Thompson was defending in his day against the tide of Enlightenment influence, modern textual criticism. In conclusion, I heartily commend this uh, rich and useful collection of the writings of Bishop D.A. Thompson. Ordinary believers will find it a valuable companion for practical and devotional use. Pastors and teachers, especially those interested in the traditional Protestant text of Scripture, what D.A. Thompson called the Reformation text, will find it a useful resource for teaching and ministry. Thanks to this volume, we may say of Bishop Thompson, as the Apostle Paul said of Abel in Hebrews 11, the great faith chapter in Hebrews 11:4, he being dead yet speaketh. As the author himself suggests, we may indeed anticipate also a time when we might meet with him and with all the other departed saints in the church triumphant and discuss these things in person to the glory of Christ. With that, we'll end this review. I hope that this review has been helpful and I hope that some of you will, will tole lege, will take up this book and read it. I'll look forward to speaking to you uh, in the next uh, podcast episode or book review episode that I post here. Until we meet again, take care and may the Lord richly bless you.